Welcome to another episode of Long Distance Short, GiftBasketsOverseas.com's podcast where we talk to real people about the triumphs and tribulations in all kinds of long-distance relationships. Your host is Allie Winters, an international gift consultant who's found success in her own long-distance romances and friendships. And here's today's topic, long-distance relationships in the time of COVID-19. Allie's talking to Carmen Monroe, Director of Marketing at GiftBasketsOverseas.com and former mental health professional, and me, Sempronia Hobgood, Social Media Marketing Manager at DrinkableGifts.com. We'll be talking about the ways coronavirus has changed everyone's lives, including forcing everyone to have long-distance relationships, and our best tips for coping in these difficult times. Let's jump right in, Allie. Hello, everybody. This is Ellie again in our Long Distance Relationship Podcast, Long Distance Short. And we decided to cover this topic too, just for the sake of sharing some great tips with you. Today with us, we have Carmen and Sempi, our guests who, who I really like to talk to. Hello, ladies. How are you? Hi, Ellie. Hi, it's Ali. good to be here. How are you? We're apparently great. in sync today. That's not so surprising, though. We've been in sync for a long time. Yeah, totally. And, well, I think you can agree with us that uh, we just cannot skip this topic. I mean, of course, I know that so many people and so many podcasters uh, talked about it, probably. But long-distance relationship and long-distance in general is everything about us. I, I think it's absolutely necessary. And one of the reasons so many people are talking about it is that so many people are interested in hearing about it. And so much has changed in a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so people are just kind of trying to manage what we even know, what they know about it, what they can do about it. It's, you know, so there's tons of information and people are just sucking it in like a sponge. Right. And long distance relationships have sort of become the norm, right? Like even, even, you know, with, I think just about every country now is practicing some form of social distancing as a response to this. So even people who were used to seeing each other daily, you know, at the office, at the coffee shop, whatever, that's not happening anymore. And for people who haven't done this before, it's become a real shock. And who could imagine that this would happen? People who are in the know realize that pandemics happen regularly, but most of the time they are for diseases that we know more about. But from that, they could and did, in fact, deduce that eventually at some point, you couldn't say exactly when, a new one would come around. And that's what we've got here, a new one that no one has immunity to. And now that everybody everybody has some form of long distance relationship by necessity it's a really good time to a accept that they're real these internet relationships are actually really relationships (laughs) and learn how to cope with uh, some of the very obvious and not so obvious differences between you know distance relationships versus being able to see each other in person that changes the the dynamic and the feeling of it a little bit but some of the tips and things to uh, help people adjust, I think will remain the same. So how do you personally manage that? What are your tips? It's really one of the hardest things to figure out about dealing with uh, 
sort of forced isolation and relationships within that is that there's not a cookie cutter standard for everybody, right? It's, it's going to look Othering. a little bit mm -hmm. different for everybody because everybody has different needs and everybody has different boundaries and people have sort of different mm, sort of internal meters for how much engagement uh, with other people they actually need, right? This is what we talk about introversion and extroversion, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there's a, there's the joke going around on social media that introverts are like, yes, we've been training for this our whole lives. Right? <laughs> yeah. And that and, the, <laughs> and that the extroverts are like, oh my God, they're dying. Um, it's sort of inside. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's funny and it's not, you know, not everybody is on, you know, either extreme. Some, most people are some sort of, you know, they're introverted sometimes and extroverted at others. And it's sort of a spectrum, but what it comes down to is sort of how you recharge your mental and emotional energy more often than not. Oh, I was just going to point no, out that I think there's in, also, yeah. also a difference. Um, so I'm an introvert, right? I, I love it at home. Me and my cats could sit here for days and not care, or so I thought, right? And then the option to be extroverted got taken away from me. And suddenly I find myself like, mm -hmm. Maybe I wanted to go outside. Mm -hmm. You don't know. Don't judge me, coronavirus. And I'm stuck at home. I don't have the choice anymore. So just the, the mentality of this is no longer an option. This is something that I have to do for the safety yes. of, of myself mm -hmm. and the safety for others, right? You know, I fall into this sort of sweet spot of where I'm young. I'm relatively healthy. I'm not immunocompromised. So for me, it's not a huge risk. But I, I'm a carrier, right? So it's irresponsible for me yes. to just go about mm -hmm. as though it's no. And everybody is. Right. I should point that as that's not unique to Sempi. If you don't have the virus or you're not showing symptoms, that doesn't mean you're not necessarily spreading it. And there are people around you who are at risk. So necessary PSA, we're all potential carriers. Sorry, Except, Sempi, go ahead. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's exactly my point. So, you know, even introverts who like being alone, only like it because there's a choice, right? There's that free will thing that all humans just love and crave naturally. I will right? jump in here to say that I was really shocked, but this is really, really true. I'm myself an extrovert and my boyfriend who we had the long distance relationship with, he's an introvert. And I found him to be speaking to me more. And mm. I found him to be kind of connecting with me. Also, he yes. has some kind of situation that he cannot be at home right now. So he stays in the dormitory with total strangers while, mm. while I'm at home with my loved ones. And he really needs this support. And I totally try to give him as much as I can, just to show him that he's not alone, that um, maybe to just distract his attention. So, yes. Well, it's really not, I think. Uh, and this is a great segue into my first sort of tip. One of the things to remember is regardless of if you're an introvert or an extrovert, or you kind of slide around the spectrum, you know, everybody has been affected by this massive change. And if, you know, in the case of your boyfriend, you know, sure, he might be an introvert, but he's not being introverted right now in the place that he would have first chosen to be, right? Yeah. He's probably, he's isolated in a place, you know, surrounded by strangers. He maybe doesn't trust them to care about his health as much as his family would or his close friends would, 
right? And there are plenty of other students and, and other people in situations like that. There are people in you know nursing care homes who I'm sure would prefer to be at home rather than a senior facility, right? And, and any number of situations like that. So my first tip is for everybody to try to remember but not dwell on the sort of underlying tragedy that's happening right now. There are a whole lot of people grieving a whole lot of different things. And the most obvious is people who have passed away from the coronavirus, right? And there are plenty of those. And so there's a lot of that kind of grief happening for all of the people that they have left behind. Um, there are people, but it, it goes deeper than that. It's not just about just this loss of life. People have lost jobs. People have lost a basic sense of trust in some places for certain organizations or authorities that they felt like were supposed to do things differently. A number of people have been shocked that this could happen. So there are all kinds of different little losses and big losses. Even the ability just to go to the grocery store and find the toilet paper on the shelf. And we make, it, we make jokes about it, but all of these losses and changes pile up and pile up and we all need to remember exactly what you're doing. People have got to go the extra mile to reach out and check on one another. Yeah, I also read this one article about this basically massive trend, I don't know how to call it, about buying toilet paper. So this way, people are kind of trying to control the situation as much as they can. They think mm -hmm. they, they will control at least some aspects of it. Of course, it doesn't mean that they will use them, but who knows, like, at least they did something. Right. Right. Yeah. Go ahead, Sophie. Oh, I was, I was just going to say. I mean, that's that's for for most people, and I and I rather I would like to think that for most people, hoarding of toilet paper and hoarding of supplies is not done out of greed. It's done out no. of a comfort response to yes. make them feel better, to to exercise the you know the the one power that they have over this because you can't fight a virus, right? Not not in any traditional tangible sense that we are used to, right? You know, we have this fight or flight response, but how do you fight or flee from a virus you really can't well and um, think about it almost literally you know and people aren't like very consciously thinking about it i think but it's it's like almost literally i'm gonna cover my family's ass <laughs> right metaphorically <laughs> but and yeah. literally and yes yeah. both it's it's very strongly symbolic and and you notice also it's it's a response to cleanliness. This virus is coming around and people don't want to be dirty. All of this stuff to. might be happening outside, but by God, we're going to be able to wipe our butts. You know? I have to say that as an OCD person, I, I, I feel like people are feeling the panic I felt my whole life. Right? So I, I have mm. this odd sort of, as, as, as anxious as I am over it, and as much as I've I've done, you know, extra cleaning and, and whatnot just for myself, I'm also, you know, I've had friends come to me for, and tell me, this is the first time we've ever understood you, right? This is the first time that being dirty has been a threat. And so mm -hmm. as sad and depressing as this has been, and I think really this has formed extra empathy. But... <laughs> 
Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. There, I think this is really forming for the first time a really true understanding of people who go through this on the regular, not just when there's a virus. And I think that that a lot of of I want to say sort of group bonding is happening because we're all mm -hmm. experiencing the same fear and that's right. breaking down everything else. Um, and that's sort of what I'm choosing to focus on, right? When I think about the coronavirus and I think about what it's doing to our world, um, I try really hard not to think about the negatives. And I'm seeing people get so creative. Um, I, I think that often trauma in life sparks art, right? And we, we yes. see this. It has you know, always like, been like that. Absolutely. Yes, it is. This, this is not a new trend, right? But we're sort of seeing, you know, a worldwide just artistic spark you know people are posting these incredibly creative videos online they're um ali when we were talking about this you mentioned that trend where people are recreating famous works of art yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. sort of in photographs right with whatever's lying around their house and so yeah we're exactly. as much panic as we're seeing we're also seeing an incredible amount of beauty and creativity and originality and i i think thankfully this is happening during the time of the internet where we can share mm -hmm. all of that safely and and sort of bring each other joy that way i think it's really interesting too um, among these trends one of the first things i started seeing was uh, museums all over the world offering virtual online tours and then yeah, immediately after or yes mm -hmm. and, and then immediately afterwards we get these you know recreate these classic images in your house and i, I think the two must be directly related people got through their next Netflix, right? And we're like, well, hell, I'll go check out this museum thing. It's all over my Facebook, right? <laughs> People are getting creative. And and this this discussion leads me to uh, tips number two and, and number three. Number two is look for that positive side, like Sempi mentioned, and it's really easy to get example, overwhelmed with our that. Podcast. Um, <laughs> it's so, so heartwarming and it's so nice. I really, I really uh, recommend it. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. So <laughs> take the time to find positive things or even completely unrelated things. And, and, and think about, as Sempi has been doing, as tragic as many aspects of this thing are, we are being forced to learn a whole lot really fast. Researchers who are on this virus have done we will know more about it after this is all over and people are able to look back and process everything that's been done. But scientists around the world have come together on this thing like they never have before. They're crowdsourcing everything they know together in these great big databases and there and are people trying all sorts of things to find out the best ways to fight this thing. And that in and of itself is amazing, the way that these people are pulling together to control and stop and treat this virus. But like Sempi said also, the creativity and the art and the sharing and the reaching out, that, that is, is really positive stuff. And things like reduction of pollution, you know, obviously we aren't gonna just stay inside forever and ever, but I think we're proving that we can do a lot of things differently and potentially better because now we kind of have to each of us can yeah at, at an individual level and also at, at larger structural levels we, this this can change the world for the better and 
amidst all the tragedy, one of the ways to cope with it is to figure out how to make sure that it does that. How to make sure that what we learn from this is, is carried forward and that we act on it in a responsible way and that we remember all of these lessons. That, that's how we'll make a silver lining. And now, a few words for our sponsors. It's never been easier to send family and friends their favorite drink or a new cocktail, no matter where they are in the world. With beer, wine and liquor delivery to more than 175 countries, drinkablegifts.com is ready to help you send a toast around the globe. And then the other tip, um, getting creative, you know, I, but also honor yourself. You know, there's a whole lot of memes out there going around right now that, oh, you know, this is a great time to learn something new. This is a great time to pick up a new hobby. And it is, but only if you're feeling it, okay? Like, if you need extra time to rest, if you need extra time for self-care, then it's a great time for self-care this is going back to how there's not one cookie cutter way to cope with this you know some some folks are really overwhelmed with just the stuff to get day-to-day -day. lots of people are homeschooling children and juggling a work-at-home job with their partner in the next room also juggling a, their work from home job now and that you know that is really really hard and i don't blame you if you don't want to learn how to play the piccolo right now <laughs> you know <laughs> That's, uh, as somebody who is now working from home with my partner, who's also working from home for the first time ever, um, that meme going around saying to, uh, you know, make a fake office associate, right? And blame <laughs> everything that happens on them. Mm -hmm. 12 out of 10 advice, right? It, it started as something that we were sort of doing sarcastically. And I'm not saying that we do it terribly frequently. Um, it's also not imaginary office assistants. We've decided it's our cats. Um, but it, but it will make us, you know, laugh at really random times. Just like, oh man, mouse didn't do the dishes. That sucks. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> so it, it, yeah. it lets us blow off steam before we start blaming each other. You know, Cause we're both going through this and, and he's, you know, he's been fantastic in dealing with my anxiety and I've made really interesting food. That's been my contribution as I'm, I'm becoming a real apocalypse kitchen wizard. Um, <laughs> But I do right. encourage people to find the humor where they can, even if the advice yes. seems silly and, and like try it out. Okay. Worst case scenario, you were right. It was silly and it doesn't work for you. Best case scenario, the silly thing actually turns out to be one of the things keeping you sane. Yes. Silly is not always bad. And uh, that's, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a really serious person and it can be really hard for me to let go and be silly. But uh, as I've gotten older, and particularly now, silliness isn't a bad thing. Invite some silliness into your life, whether it's, you know, with a shared joke with the people that you're crammed together in social isolation with, ooh, excuse me, social isolation, um, you know, or whether it's, you know, a comedy that you wouldn't normally watch, but that right now might just be exactly the mindlessness that you need to let your, your brain take a breather. Uh, I'm playing a silly little video game. It's just, it's just the silliest little video game. It's called Slime Rancher. 
Oh, really? Slime? Rancher? Slime rancher, yes. And exactly, it's silly. The, slime. the concept <laughs> is completely silly, exactly. But I can, it's got really nice, relaxing music. There, it's, it's a really low-pressure game. There are challenges, but you don't really die over and over and over again. Uh, so it's just a cute little game, right? And it's something that I'm doing to take my mind off of things. Uh, occasionally, I have my little slime ranch, and it's pretty, it's bright, it's silly, it's cute. And so, you know, for me, it's Slime Rancher for you. I don't know, it might be something else, but invite a little silliness and laugh when you can, as often as you can. I totally agree because silliness is much, much better than home violence, right? I, I've read oh, the well, article yeah. recently that there is more and more home violence, especially when parents just try to you know, uh, release their their feelings on their children. And of course, there's a lot of home violence between the two partners, which is really, really bad. And sometimes it ends in divorces. And we probably worse, yeah. Um, yeah, heard about this divorces rate, which just, I don't know, went terribly up in China. So yeah, I mean, having fun and having a little bit of silliness is much, much better than this. Absolutely. And it's important to remember cabin fever is, is a kind of, it's really a thing. When we get crammed up in a small space with one another and, and we can't change up the routine or have our own space to decompress privately, um, whatever issues we had going into the situation can really get magnified. And if we don't learn new coping skills, it's, it's like a pressure cooker. And eventually you have to let off some steam. People who are prone to you know, abusive things can be very, very dangerous. If you or someone you know is dealing with domestic violence, you are not alone and there is help. Please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. They speak more than 200 languages and are available to listen and help 24 hours a day. That number again is 1-800-799-7233. But going back to, you know, letting off steam, it's not just about silliness and diffusing situations. If you find yourself in that kind of situation, make sure that there's someone outside of the home that you're reaching out to on a regular basis and that you're honest with about the situation if it's escalating. Um, and try to find ways to diffuse and distance and, and change behaviors so that people have space that they need. You know, social distance doesn't necessarily mean that you have to stay in your four walls all the time. And even if you're prone to be sedentary, it's a really good time to learn to have a walk around the block. It's a really good time to maybe start a garden outside. Even if all you have is like a little apartment or porch, do a container garden or something. Something that'll take you outside of your normal four walls. You know, the, get a little fresh air, have some place to go when things are kind of getting heated. Uh, anything to, to stave off that cabin fever and try, try to remember that everybody else stuck is probably also dealing with cabin fever.
Yeah. And, and try to be as forgiving as possible, especially when tensions start getting high. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. It's really important to talk about. And it, it is. And I think um, to help prevent that kind of, you know, I'm not used to being cooped up and I'm not used to being cooped up with this person all the time reaction may be important to talk about other ways to prevent that. How to feel like you're getting alone time even if you're stuck in a house with three kids, a dog, and your husband, right? Right. Um, for me, and for me, it's three cats and a partner, right? Um, but but for me, I, um, my partner and I both have noise-canceling headphones, mm-hmm. right? So we, you know, we'll go to our respective offices, which we have set up in, in different rooms, which, which helps, gives us sort of the feeling of being alone. Um, but also we'll just, I personally will turn on my headphones, right? And just listen to sort of my music of choice. Lately, I've been listening to not my music of choice. Lately, I've been listening to just whatever is currently trending on Spotify, um, mm-hmm. only because I just want something new. And that helps me feel like I've got some distance and I've got some personal space while also giving me something new for my brain. Even if I'm just sitting there going, what the fuck about the song the entire time I'm listening to it, that's still a new intellectual stimulus that helps keep me from sort of diving into the same kind of rut. Um, One of my friends has decided that um, they are going to learn how to sew. They're like ex-military, super butch person. And they're like, you know what? I'm going to learn how to sew. why because i have no idea how and this should at least take me a month right and uh so they are like posting pictures about it on their snapchat and you know talking to their friends about it and and and, like they've connected with a with a sewing community on facebook that's sort of local to them (laughs) and so like now they've got like a whole bunch of like sweet little old grandmas they're like oh it's so cute that you sew now and um so people are 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 I think being more open to trying new things because it's, yes. it's what's helping them get the stimulus that they aren't getting from being able to just go out and see new things. And that's that another sense. great tip, you know, as for, you know, the, the learning of a thing, if there's something that you've always kind of wanted to learn, but you've been, you've never really had the time for it. If you can go ahead and pick it up and find a community for it. I promise you can. I don't know. I don't care what it is. Go on Facebook, go on Twitter, go on your favorite social media of choice, find the community for it and, and start building your long distance friendships. And if you don't you, like it, you can give up um, yeah. anytime. Yeah. Like don't, you know, don't, don't go all in on a hobby that you might not like, you know, get, get your starter stuff, like get your starter kit or whatever, whatever that is for the thing that you want to learn to do. Right. But the more important thing is to find that community and start nurturing some friendships within it. What you will find invariably in all of these kinds of communities is that there are people who want to share what they know and people who are very good at showing you and teaching you and, and who have all sorts of advice for the thing that you want to do. And when you accomplish the thing, they'll be there cheering you on and you'll find that you have genuine friendships and a thing that you learned and that's that's really important for a time like this right building up that social network and and building additional connections new connections uh in a different way 
and you know when you do do these calls right um mix it up like sometimes go on just voice because you can't be bothered to get out of your pjs and your hair is a train wreck and you don't know what hairbrushes are and right but occasionally like get fancy for a skype call like it doesn't have to be for a date right yeah. you can do it like you can do it just to get on your twitch stream or just to take some fun snapchat pictures whatever right but being able yeah. to see other people um on occasion as often as you personally want it right me i'm cool with like once a month but other people your mileage may vary you may want to see people more often um go ahead and do it you don't need to be going outside to have an excuse to get dressed up i sort of gave myself permission for this last week where I was like, I'm sad. I have no reason to wear makeup. And I had this moment of why the fuck do I need reason to wear makeup? And so I just put it on and walked around my house. You have makeup. (laughs) Right. But it, you know, it's, it was like the art. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Right. You go ahead and you paint yourself, do weird makeup too. Like I, so I did the normal makeup, right. I did like the normal, I'm going to look good. I did, you know, a Twitch stream. I chatted with some friends while I was looking my best um and then when it was done i was like what if i did war paint right so i just did really i'm loving your blue period your your blue period going on (laughs) i see so many people i've gotten so many people ask me for advice on how to dye hair since i've been doing it for what 12 years now to myself and they're like sempi how do you dye your hair at home so like i've I, I so many people who I thought would never dye their hair, would never do anything weird or like, I have a green streak now, or man, I bleached it and totally ruined it. Don't be afraid of doing that, right? Anything you do, dyeing your hair, cutting your hair, wearing new makeup, changing your wardrobe, right? It, it, it can all be changed later if you decide after the coronavirus that maybe you want to go back to your old self or maybe you want to create even yet a different self right and if you wanted a green hair but uh, it's for example i don't know groundish you can just sit at home and you shouldn't use the camera right so and the quarantine (laughs) is probably not over for the (laughs) following weeks so that's fine black goes with everything and covers a multitude of of dying sins you know (laughs) exactly and you know you can always like buy um hair to to dye that isn't your own and just but it's getting slowly harder to do um as as amazon is you know saying we're shipping only essential stuff for now and other stores are, are saying nope not even opening our doors but uh you can still find it for now um and you can always find it for after and again if you don't like it you have plenty of time to change it before we all get to go out in the sun again. Oh, and I was I was just going to say, if nothing else, it'll be a fun little like memory book for when it's over. Like my, my post-apocalyptic album, right? Mm-hmm. Test one. And and that's another thing too, to when you now that you mentioned that, you know, supply lines and Amazon changing the way that it's delivering, and there are a lot of changes in the realm of how we get stuff. And I, I think that it's also really valuable to uh, have changes in the ways that we think about our stuff and the ways that we think about getting our stuff. So that leads me to another tip, which is take a look at the stuff you have, uh, especially if, if you've got like closets full of junk or hobbies that you started before, but kind of just set to the side, you know, uh, repurpose things that you have that you haven't used in a long time, finish stuff that you began, but set aside, uh, organize your closet, just kind of see what you already have 
uh, before you go buying or, you know, anything like that. Uh, just yeah, whatever you can do not to have to place an order or to wait a little longer to place an order. Yeah, and I've remembered this golden tip. Three R's, right? Oh, reuse, reduce, recycle. Recycle, yeah, exactly. And and those are all ways to keep yourself occupied in, in what can really feel like some strange stretches of time. And then, you know, bringing it back around to, you know, the idea of, of distance relationships, because in, while you're doing all of whatever it is that you're choosing to do, you know, it's all coming back around to making sure to reach out to friends and family and colleagues, probably online with video chats and voice chats and, and maybe community friends or whatever. So <clears throat> then you have stuff to talk about with them, right? Well, I went and organized my entire closet and I found blah, 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 blah. Or, you know, I remembered that years ago I started this thing and I got all super busy and life happened and I found it tucked away in the back of a drawer. You know, those are really great things to bring to the conversations with the people who are also, you know, social isolating with you together, but distantly. So yeah, no, that's an excellent, pulling things out of your closet and making, you know, finishing that thing that you started ages ago is a great way to do it. But if you don't have anything or nothing's really, you know, sparking joy, as a certain favorite famous Netflix celebrity would say, um, <laughs> you can always start something new, right? There's, and it doesn't have to be something physically tangible, right? Because you know, yep. we mentioned you can't go to the craft stores, you can't, you know, go and do that. So you can do other things. You can start an online blog. You can start, you know, trying to perfect your vocal lessons. There's a ton of videos for that online. Um, or, and in, in the instance of, you know, myself and some coworkers. Carmen being being one of them, um, you can start doing some some outreach, some some help work. We um, got together with uh, with our with our boss, and we were trying to figure out a way to sort of help. Right, um, that's one of the reasons that we keep coming on this long distance podcast is, is because really at the core of everything we want to help. We want to help bring people closer together. We want to help people in their time of need. Um, and we said, what can we do? to help make sure that people who need it most get masks and other PPE in, in areas that are hardest hit and in areas that don't have those supply lines right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we, we sort of put our heads together and we were like, well, first off, we need to give other people the ability to do that too. How do we help them pull their money together to even make these purchases and donate these masks and PPE? Um, and because of this conversation, Masks for Doctors was born. Um, you can check us out at www.maskfordoctors.org um, or find us on Facebook and Instagram at Masks for Doctors. Um, and uh, essentially what we've been doing um, is spending a lot of our time and our downtime helping with that, helping track down the people that do still have these supplies and vetting them, right, for FDA regulations or whether or not they're able to to give any sort of protection and then also tracking down people sort of in the new England area. So like New Jersey, New York, that, that region, Connecticut. Um, track Connecticut, DC, I think Pennsylvania as well. Yeah. 
Um, and so we're tracking down not only doctors and nurses, because obviously they need them, right, but sort of the people who are less thought of, but just as important. So, you know, um, pharmacists, dentists, first responders, um, healthcare workers and like nursing AMTs, homes or, yeah. or, or rehab centers, right? Smaller practices and clinics. Right. Who don't have quite the leverage, you know, a national hospital would, but but are still seeing patients. So many doctors who are doing private practice and who are doing specialized private practice um, are now going, nope, we'll still treat you. We'll treat Corona patients as well. And they still need this protection. Um, and by yeah. doing that, I've found that not only have have Carmen and I both made a lot of new connections, but we have found a really productive way to use our time in a way that makes me feel better and kind of puts everything into perspective mm -hmm. for me personally. I, I can't speak for how, how Carmen feels, but I, at the end of the day, when I'm done doing this, when I'm done doing a social media blast or, or reaching out to people who want to help either donate or help, you know, transport these items um, because obviously USPS and then things are incredibly backed up. So we're transporting a lot of things by hand. Um, as safely as possible, I, I feel like, you know, maybe I didn't go out today. Maybe I didn't, you know, you know, put pants on and go to the grocery store and physically save somebody, but I helped facilitate moving a lot of much needed products that are helping keep people who need it most safe and, and helping do something uh, to sort of stem the impact of coronavirus. Absolutely. There, there's, almost no better way to help heal your own issues than by spending your time focusing on helping others as much as you can. You know, it, you don't have to go out and, and start a charity. There are all sorts of ways to take a little bit of time out of your day to help others. It, one thing and, and all every charity ever, including masksfordoctors.org needs this Pick a charity that that you really feel passionate about and give your voice to its cause. If you have, you know, your Facebook page, if you do Facebook, probably has a couple hundred or maybe even a few thousand people on it. You know, sharing your charity of choice and spreading their word and asking people to donate is as valuable, if not more so. Uh, so you can do things like share your passions. You can help people one-on-one. -on -one. Do you know the answer to something that somebody's struggling with? Like, I, I don't have kids, so I'm not homeschooling, but I have a lot of friends who are and who are also teachers, and they're sharing all of these great resources for people who are homeschooling. I've, I've got a little list of all of these little resources, and when I see someone in my network ask a question, I answer them if I know the answer. If I can send them to something that they need, you know, it, it can, it seems like a little thing, but now is the kind of time where the little things add up to something bigger. Mm -hmm. It adds up to us helping each other out in just these little ways, taking a moment to help someone out with something, anything. If you can help and you see an opportunity to do it, do it. Put your stuff to the side for a minute. 
And you can you can create your own moments, right? You don't have to wait for somebody to ask. If you're a fantastic baker and you know how to put together mm -hmm. an hour long bread loaf with no yeast because people can't get it right now, make that video, put it on your Facebook and, and wait for it to get get shared, you know, put it on YouTube. Um, people are searching for that kind of thing right now. People are searching for, you know, how do I play guitar? Because they're just sitting at home with that guitar they bought 10 years ago that they never learned to play going, yeah. oh, I guess I'm gonna now, right? So go ahead and make that introductory video. You can you can do um, community outreach and it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be charity focused. It can be hobby yeah. focused. If you if you speak a second language, uh, right? And Ali, I think you would probably know a few more of these resources than I do, but there are websites and things out there that will connect you to people wanting to learn that language. And yeah you can volunteer your time and do that right there are ways to improve the world that can be fun and engaging for you and aren't necessarily traditionally charity focused but i do still think that's mm -hmm. very much an act of charity sharing knowledge and and Absolutely. sharing sharing expertise is, is some of the best gifts that you can give a person yes and i think that the whole world is reconsidering the value of togetherness at this at this very point of time Yes. Not only, not even more, the, the definition of togetherness. What does being together mean? What does intimacy on all sorts of levels mean when uh, it's, it's difficult to touch each other safely? Unless we're isolated with each other, right? How, how do we bring people close emotionally? And, and how do we balance the time that we need to do that with, you know, responsibilities that are also changing. Yeah, one thing that I see a lot of people sort of very naturally doing is, is understanding that there is togetherness in this shared tragedy that we face together and also an obligation to provide hope. Even, even more than that, a sort of a natural inclination to provide hope. You know, you see people in Italy singing to each other and playing instruments for each other across yeah. their balconies. You see people in New York, apparently at 7 p.m. in New York, people come up to their windows and they cheer and clap for like first responders and essential workers, that sort of thing. I, you know, I don't even know how that sort of thing, but somewhat, somewhere in Italy, somebody stepped out on their balcony and was like, I'm just gonna sing a song to the neighborhood. And other people in Italy said, that is great. We're going to do it too. And they found songs that they all knew and they sang them together, you know, and that's, that's amazing. that is togetherness. It's Yes. It's, and it's also perfectly naturally human in a time like this. This is part of inherently what we are. We have to remember that part even harder, even better at times like this. Right. So to sum up, we have tips. Maybe we can enumerate them one more time as a recap. Honor yourself was mm -hmm. definitely one of them because there's not a cookie cutter way to do this. Uh, invite some silliness in because we all need a distraction and, and silliness is just silly. It's not really bad. If you can laugh, find some humor in the situation, do it. Um, definitely to make sure to make your own new experiences, be it you're going to learn something new, be it you're going to teach something new, 
uh, be it you're going to watch a show that you never would have watched before, but you got a lot of free time now. Also, share expertise, right? Mm -hmm. Share mm -hmm. your help. I mean, as much as you can do it to everybody around. Absolutely. Create new networks, either for, you know, friends and family and colleagues that you already have, but that you want to connect with in new ways or, you know, new communities reaching out, doing something that you're doing as well and sharing that experience. Yeah. What else did we say? We had a really good list, but we failed to write it down. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this again. <laughs> that's that's right, yeah. my last tip. Just <laughs> replay this. <laughs> we gave you a lot of information all at once. Don't be afraid to repeat it once, twice, three times. Share it. Here. You know, connect with others and share it uh, and share the things that you're doing. Uh, laugh, find humor, look for the positive stuff. Don't just focus on the negative. That was definitely one. Yeah. Um, and of course, appreciate this sense of togetherness. Find ways to cope with the cabin fever by creating the illusion of alone space. Be patient with people. Be forgiving of each other, be, yes. Be under we're all going through a shared trauma right now. Yes. Give a little extra forgiveness. And understand that that's gonna last a while. You know, when even even when we get a handle on this thing and most people are, are back out doing normal things and, and all of that, and, you know, we've got a vaccine sometime next year, I guess, I hope. Exactly. This is not forever, and but, we all know that. But trauma leaves a, a long-term situation. Don't just stop being forgiving. Don't just stop being hopeful. Don't forget. This sort of thing has a, a lasting impact, so we, we need to continue these practices of, an, of, of enriching ourselves and others and, and, and understanding that togetherness is more than just sitting in the same room. We need to try to keep that up even afterwards. Help others, take the time to help others. That's where we get another plug for www.masksfordoctors.org. We are committed to raising funds to send PPE and protective equipment directly to doctors, nurses, EMTs, first responders who are right there on the front lines fighting the COVID-19 outbreak and they really desperately need your help. So share, follow us, donate, keep up with us, help us do that because that's our way of helping others in this time. And the new thing that we're doing. And if you're bored, massfordoctors.org has a Twitch at massfordoctors. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, why not? So uh, you'll see myself or Carmen on there playing games or just ta talking and hanging out. You're not, you know, don't have to donate to get in or anything, just free entertainment, no, yeah. right? That's that's what we're sharing um, is is us, you know. Yeah, thank you so much, uh, ladies, for sharing this, for our cozy uh, discussion today and conversation. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I uh, did. It's always a really great pleasure to be here. I think we have some, some great conversations. I enjoy them. I really hope that other people do as well, and I hope that they find it helpful. Thank you again for inviting me, as always. Yes, thank you so much for, for including me in on this, giving me a chance to, to talk and say hi to people. And hopefully, you know, there's at least one person who listens to this and goes, oh, good, now I know something I can do for the day and feels a little bit better. If that happens, then... I feel we've succeeded. 
Yeah, totally. So uh, if you're listening to us right now and you have some feedback for us, if you're really enjoying or you're not enjoying, let us know. Uh, just send us the email to podcast at givebaskettsoverseas.com. We are always uh, happy to reach out to our listeners. Once again, thank you so much and we'll see you in a month's time. Hospitals around the country are running out of critical protective gear needed to handle the rapidly increasing cases of COVID-19. You can help them get the PPE they need to safely treat patients and not become infected themselves with a quick donation to MasksForDoctors.org and their nonprofit partner, Kojeko. Just $20 covers the cost of a KN95 mask, full face shield, and protective coveralls for one doctor or nurse on the front lines, and donations over $200 are tax-deductible. Donate today at MasksForDoctors.org. Thanks for listening to Long Distance Shirt, GiftBasketsOverseas.com's podcast with real people and real long-distance relationships. Make sure to subscribe and keep tuning in for new episodes every month. Make sure to drop us a line at podcast at giftbasketsoverseas.com. That is podcast at giftbasketsoverseas.com.